Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. The, on today's hot sheet, I will discuss a house bill that would incentivize home selling, current mortgage demand, and the home ownership affordability monitor. Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Thank you for joining uh, me on the last day of May. Hit the thumbs up. And if you are an agent and want to become a better agent, hit the BAMX link below. Everyone tells you what to do. BAMX shows you how to do it. We have courses that are uploaded every single month. So tomorrow, June 1st, we will upload our new BAMX course from our internal team here at BAM. I believe tomorrow is an Eric Simon Broke Agent course. You also get access to the private Facebook group and massive discounts from our BAM creator courses, future events, which we have one coming up in September. If you sign up for BAMX today, you'll get your massive discount on that. Join the community. You get 15% off by using the discount code HOTSHEET down below. 15% off the annual subscription. Comes out to less than a cup of coffee per month. Well, the House is trying to, the Congress House, House of Representatives, that is, is trying to save Americans lots of cups of coffee. House bill would incentivize home selling in effort to boost supply. This is in Housing Wire, as of yesterday, a duo of bipartisan U.S. House of Representative lawmakers introduced a bill that is designed to increase the supply of available homes on the market. We are in a inventory-starved market situation. It's one of the reasons why we're still experiencing uh, multiple offers on affordable homes, despite the fact that we're up over 7% on the 30-year fix. They're certainly hovering right around it after yesterday's drop. And also despite the fact that we are going through what appears to be the beginning of a recession. The More Homes on the Market Act unveiled in March by Representatives Jimmy Panetta, Democrat out of California, and Mike Kelly, Republican out of Pennsylvania, so this is a bipartisan bill, would amend the tax code to incentivize more homeowners to sell their houses, increasing the supply of homes available on the market. The bill would increase uh, the sales tax exclusion to $500,000 for single filers and $1 million for joint followers. So currently right now, uh, you get that tax exclusion from capital gains. If you're a homeowner and you've lived in your house over two years, if you're a single homeowner, you don't pay taxes on the first $250,000 in profit on that home. If you're a file married, file jointly, then it would be 500, a half a, half a million dollars that you get a tax exclusion on if you've lived in that home for two years or longer. Okay. So that's your primary residence. Okay. These were amounts set in 1997 and not indexed for inflation, which obviously we're going through right now. Uh, this has an outsized impact on California homeowners who face some of the highest housing costs in the nation. That's why uh, Representative Panetta is very passionate about the bill. The pair introduced the same legislation last year under the prior Congress, but the bill did not survive beyond the referral to the House Ways and Means Committee. The new version of the bill, House Resolution, 
1321 has picked up five additional co-sponsors as it prepares to go to the same committee. So they're going to retry this bill that they tried last year. Panetta told MarketWatch in an interview that Congress can address housing supply constraints with the proposed legislation. I'll let you know if I believe that this would actually solve the problem that they're trying to solve, which is more supply on the inventory in just a minute. You can fill up the comments and let me know what you think. Do you think that increasing this tax exclusion for primary homeowners would actually solve the problem of getting more supply onto the market? Uh, Panetta says it's a pretty simple fix. It's a pretty straightforward bill. A lot of people who have owned homes for a long time are in that position of deciding. Do I sell my home that has gained a tremendous amount of capital and then take a huge tax hit? Or do I just sit on it and give it away? Well, we know in real estate, nobody ever gives a home away. If anybody wants to, you certainly email me at Byron at nowbam.com and I will pay the taxes gladly on any home in America. If you want to give it to me, happy to do so. Housing and affordability and supply is becoming increasingly common focus for federal and state lawmakers and offers a source of bipartisan work at the same at, at a time of intense political polarization. Earlier this month, a bipartisan duo, the Senate introduced a bill that would address a short of affordable housing in rural communities by easing the process for nonprofits to acquire properties. Uh, so more lawmakers are, are trying to help the housing situation ultimately. But this particular bill, uh, saving a million dollars for off of taxes for Joint filers, really an, an additional 500,000 because they're already getting excluded on the first 500,000 or now 500,000, what used to be 250,000 for single filers. Will this actually bring more supply onto the market? Uh, love to know your thoughts. My thoughts are that it won't. So if you're, you know, there's going to be very few homeowners that are in a position where they've got a million dollars of equity. And then that's going to be the decision maker to now put their house on the market. All right. The median price in this country of a home is below $400,000. So how many people actually have a million dollars of equity that's holding them back from listing their house onto the, onto the market? Robin disagrees, says that this would bring more uh, inventory to the market. She has so many clients who want to sell, but are not because of capital gains. Now, here's the thing: you you don't you don't get exclusions on these capital gains if it's an investment property. Okay, so this is your primary residence. So here's the other issue that I have with uh, this bill solving the problem. I like the bill. I like people saving money on their primary home. I love the bill. I'm not saying I don't love the bill. Uh, I just don't think it's it's going to increase inventory. If you're a homeowner right now and you're selling your primary house. Where are you going? Where are you going next? You're going to become a buyer. Okay. So you're going to become a buyer in the market somewhere if you're selling your primary. So I, I don't, this only applies to primary residents. Housing Wired doesn't state that, but we know that the capital gain tax exclusion is on your primary residence. The 250,000, 500,000 right now currently is the house that you live in. And you got to live there two years or more to get the full benefit. Of course, you got to work with your CPA. I am not a tax consultant, uh, but certainly that's that's the advice CPAs are giving out here that you got to be in there two years uh, or sometimes there's a prorated portion 
that you can get away with. You got to live in the house. It's got to be your primary residence. So you're moving and buying something else. All right, let's go back to the numbers. Uh, right now, if you're filing jointly, you're already getting a $500,000 exclusion. So we're talking about homes that are worth, you know, maybe you bought something for 300 and now it's worth eight. We're talking about homes that are worth probably 750 at the minimum and above to, to really, you know, take a hold of this, this opportunity here. So we're talking about 750, a million. So maybe in, and Robin, I'm not sure which market Robin was in, but maybe in Robin's market, it's a high end, higher end market, well above uh, the median price point across the country. And it would help many of our clients. I think uh, Representative Panetta, uh, Panetta, P-A-N-E-T-T-A, -T -T -A, uh, from California, Jimmy Panetta. Uh, I believe in his market of California, he's going to be able to, a lot of people that vote for him, he's going to be able to help a lot of them out and help them literally probably out of California with the exodus that they've seen the last couple of years, be able to sell, avoid the capital gains and, and bounce out or, or, or move to wherever they're going to move to, right? Uh, because California property values are extremely high. Okay, parts of you know South Florida or Boston, for example, might be able to really benefit from this. Uh, but the average American home, I argue, you wouldn't benefit. So this is certainly uh, I, I'm, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with reducing uh, the tax burden on Americans, especially on their primary home, the home that they live in. Uh, but they're not paying capital. Uh, gains right now up to 500,000. So how much inventory will this actually bring to the market? I like that th there's people in DC that are trying to stimulate a little bit from the top. And I've talked about this before. You know, I, I would make some of these incentives for builders if they're willing to build, if they're required to build a product at the median price point in their market or below and sell it at that number. Okay. That's where I want to see incentives. I want to see new product onto the market that is starting at or below the median price point in every single market. That to me is going to be a huge win. If somebody in Congress, somebody in the house of representatives is able to go out there and propose and get that bill past. This makes a little dent, just like when we we're going back. Uh, th this is similar to stimulating the buyer on the low end of the credit side. Uh, okay. There's going to be a few more, you know, lower end, low credit buyers that can compete against multiple offers. Is it really making that big of a difference in housing affordability? Same thing here. Is this going to make that big of a difference in housing affordability? The few people that decide in every market that, oh, wow, uh, I'm going to capitalize on my million dollars of equity or my half a million in equity, sell my home. By the way, they're a buyer because they're selling their primary home. Um, but but certainly a way for, uh, a, you know, two, two members of the House of Rep to say that they're working on something bipartisan and to maybe get uh, a couple more votes. All right. Uh, speaking of just the lack of, uh, you know, opportunity out there in the market, mortgage demand has now dropped to its lowest level in three months. The average contract rate for the 30-year fixed mortgages with conforming loan balances of 726200 or less increased to 6.91 last week. Of course, we, we saw it shoot over 
6.7% at the end of the week. Uh, and it was at six point, less than 6.7 the previous week. Just two weeks ago, we were under 6.5. So with this rapid increase as we approach the debt deal, the 30-year fixed mortgages have gone up and we've seen applications plummet. Applications for a mortgage purchase of a home dropped 3% for the week and were 31% lower than the same week a year ago. They dropped last week as well. So as this 30-year fixed continues to skyrocket up with the debt deal and the uncertainty in the market, the applications have reduced in a time where you usually see applications continuing to increase through May, and then they start to cool off in uh, you know in June and, and July. All right. Obviously, we're coming into June tomorrow, so maybe we're just a little bit early on that seasonality. But more, uh, mortgage applications are down, so overall interest down thirty percent from this time last year. People using a mortgage. Okay, this. Uh, uh, also speaks to where we are at on affordability. I've got two charts I want to share with you. They're both down below in the uh, daily download link below. Home ownership affordability monitor is out. Senator for Real Estate Excellence at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta is reporting uh, that we are at a 75.2 affordability threshold would be 100. So we are now down into the 2007, 2008 timeframe before the GFC on affordability. We have been dropping since the interest rates spiked up and we are nowhere near the level, of course, where we were above 100 from 2019 to the you know beginning of 2022 before rates started going up, okay? Uh, Federal Reserve Bank, of Atlanta National Home Ownership Affordability Monitor Index. This is down below in the daily download. If you just hit the link, you get all these sources that we use here and charts for absolutely nothing. You get them sent to you every single hot sheet, whether we, uh, whether you sign up once or whether you're on the live stream or not, rather. All right. Uh, this data is through March 2023. All right. Also, here is the number of buyers in the market while the uh, mortgage applications have gone down the last two weeks. The number of buyers outnumbers sellers in April versus March. We'll see what May brings us after these drops in mortgage applications or if just more cash buyers are entering the market over the last 30 days. Okay, sellers outnumbering buyers, 9%. Buyers roughly equaling sellers, 13% of markets. And then 78% buyers outnumber sellers. So still a very strong seller's market. Here's a great chart to show any seller who's on the fence about that, whether they're in a market that they should make the move right now. This would speak to the strength that they have currently. There is a belief, and I, I talked about this yesterday in the real world. There's a belief from uh, Altos Research and Logan Motoshami from Housing Wire that if we sustain 7% rates for a long period of time that home values will come down because what will happen is you'll just see far less buyers. So this number of buyers that you have right now would reduce down to that October, November timeframe when, when rates were up over 7%. 
October of 2022 and November of 2022, you see that's 48%. And if you continue to sustain 7% for, say, six months, that number would drop even lower, is their belief. And ultimately, the lagging indicator would be prices. By the end of that six months, you, you would see prices coming down. That's their belief. I believe that's going to take a real break in the job market to get to that level. All right. Those charts are down below on the housing affordability. Looks like as we anytime we hit 7% or above, it gets worse for home shoppers out there. Luckily, yesterday, just for uh, for the eyeball test, we dropped back under 7%. We were at 6.95. Looks better than 6.14 from the day before. Avoid uh, avoid looking at like Google. This is from Mortgage, Mortgage News Daily. It's the most consistent consensus over the, uh, you know, over the day, the most consistent survey. But you get tweets like this all the time. 30-year fixed mortgage rate, it's just, just ticked up over 8%, right? And so I, I had to correct this individual yesterday, not quite, 6.95. And that's part of the problem with, People are just going to Google or, you know, going to Twitter. We've got to be out in front of every single day marketing to our audience, people who are interested in their local housing market and making sure we give them the up to the minute data so that they don't get it from a friend or a relative. Remember yesterday's report from Zillow, the survey showed that like one out of three people are just getting their lending advice from a friend or a relative. Okay, if over 50% was from an agent, great opportunity. Uh, but the other 50%, friend or relative, uh, that probably is not a good thing uh, for when you meet that person uh, at the home or at the buyer consultation from what's been filled into their head. All right, uh, we do have some good information on the 10-year today. It's down to 3.649. So we could see another good drop on the 30-year fix today. We'll be rooting for that and monitoring that. All right, there you go. That's your hot sheet for the day. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to the channel. Consider sharing this episode with someone who wants a 24-hour look back on the housing market. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Until then, toodaloo.